When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shock the system. everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on my podcast, house.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. The music of the Undisputed Era bringing us into this week's show. As I say day to my co-hosts, Welshie and Lyle. Hello, boys. I think you'll find it's a very good day, Tony. How are you? It is a magnificent day, Welshie. Lyle, how are you? I'm excellent. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going pretty well, mate. Had a good weekend. The week started off great. How was your so birthday? It was really good, mate. Uh, my wife and uh, the kids looked after me. Got me a uh, glass cabinet for my wrestling figures. Surprised me with some wrestling figures I didn't have, which, uh, you know, kudos to uh, my son Jet for knowing my collection. Yeah. So his mum didn't buy the wrong ones because that would easily could easily have happened. Um, that was good. Even my wife enjoyed her birthday a couple of days before mine. Yeah. Did she know that you forgot it? Uh, no. She doesn't listen to this show, so. <laughs> and happy birthday to you too, Welshie, for yesterday. Thanks, Tony. Which, of course, this show is released on a Thursday, and your birthday is on the Wednesday. And today's Tuesday, so. <laughs> Let's not. I can't tell you how my day was. It, it could be awful. Bit of podcasting kayfabe there, Welshie. <laughs> um, yeah, my day could still be awful. I'm not sure. I just found out I have to go to the office, which I am furious about. Oh, and obviously your boss doesn't listen birthday. to the show either. Birthday cake in the no, office. No, she doesn't know I do the show. Otherwise, I'll probably lose my job. Actually, I might tell her. <laughs> if you don't, I will. <laughs> Big show coming up with Murdoch to chat to very shortly. Before Not Rupert, go. as Tony thought, we we're getting Rupert Murdoch. I thought it was Lachlan. I didn't think we'd get Rupert. I wouldn't want either of those motherfuckers. Lucille Brawl, we wanted her though. She was great. She was fantastic. A breath of fresh air. I did. I went back and listened to it. Obviously, I wasn't able to make the interview. Um, it was very well done. Did you listen to it on my podcast house or on Stitcher or Switcher or what did you listen to it on? Spotify. Uh, Spotify. It um, just pops up. It's all stat. playing on its own. It's all Beautiful. the stat. Oh, you did well. You guys did well without me. Oh, thank you very much. All right, boys, time to get our guest on the line for a chat. Last time we spoke to him was about a year ago. Feels like only three or four weeks. A lot has happened in that year. We only spoke to him for a few minutes because no one knew who the hell he was. Now he's a superstar. <laughs> His name is Murdoch, and he hey. joins us on the line. How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm good, man. Um, I guess I'm somebody now, which is nice. <laughs> no one didn't know who you were a year ago. I've been birthday. You're Aisha's boyfriend. Boyfriend, that's then. right. <laughs> I still kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> But she wanted us to have a talk to you, actually. Um, this is going to be awkward. <laughs> is this my intervention? Uh, Good to have you um, back on, mate. A lot has happened in that past year, though, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah, definitely. Just a bit. Just a little few things. Yeah, you still haven't worked out how to use Zoom properly, so there's one thing that you still haven't got right. In the I don't know what a microphone is. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Young kids um, and technology. Ah, never learns. When we spoke to you last time, it was the DMDU launch day and you'd been announced, you were one of the guys who'd been announced that was about to get his big opportunity in a, in a promotion outside of your home of PCW. Has it exceeded everything that you hoped? 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I was going into it. I was excited just by the idea of it. And I had faith when Joel came to me because I trust Joel fully. Um, but yeah, it's been actually insane. I remember that first show was ridiculous. Um, I came in going, hmm, I don't know how I'm going to get received being, you know, someone who has only wrestled a PCW before that. And no one really knew who I was. I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. But yeah, um, it went better than I could have imagined, honestly. Don't sell yourself short. You had a little bit of notoriety with the UG meme. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was known as a meme. Yeah, it's like, oh, the, the kid UG was chasing at the baseball stadium. I've <laughs> mm-hmm. seen him somewhere. Yeah, so. no, I was, I was the, oh, that meme guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it like having that uh, the deathmatch crowd uh, will fall in love with you guys virtually straight away and then obviously we'll talk about later winning the titles and the reception that was but what's it like having a, a totally different crowd fall in love with you it was really cool like as I said yeah not sure if I was how it was going to be perceived I knew Asia would be fine wasn't a worry about that but I was like oh I don't know how this is going to go and instantly like it just kind of clicked like with myself and the audience I feel like where they knew what I was going for I, you know I try to come off as genuine as possible and I feel like the crowd received that in a way and yeah it, and it's been really cool to see the fan interaction and actually that's a good way and a good attitude of taking because Crowds know, genuine crowds know if you're trying too hard to win them over. Mm. And that can work the total opposite way. If you let it grow organically, as you said, you basically did. Great attitude to take and obviously it's worked. Mm. Yeah. When you're starting, you're starting a new company. It's a crowd. uh, There's no storylines happening yet. What was, what was, your plan for getting the characters of who you and Aisha were meant to be in the MDU over? Like, was there a plan or was it just, let's see how we go? It was kind of just like, oh, we'll see how we go. It's, I knew it was going to work, obviously, because we had Aisha. I was like, oh, well, we've got that. I've got an Aisha. I have it like, it was getting over our dynamic, which I think worked really well from the start of like, Aisha being the technician and then me just throwing myself at people because I'm an idiot. Um, but I, yeah, like I've lost track of the question. I won't lie. <laughs> um, just a bit, it's fine. It's just about getting the characters over to start with. But um, one thing that I have noticed that, and Aisha's are always very good with her character work, but um, in DMDU, because of her size, she's a sympathy machine mm. and your your facial reactions to things are going to mean that you probably remain a meme for the rest of your career, but is that something that you work on? Is that something that comes absolutely naturally to you? I've always enjoyed, I, I, when I was at school, I did acting as like a TAFE course in like, I've always enjoyed like the actual reactions and expressions. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not something I actively think about being like, this will look dumb and it'll be funny, <laughs> but it does happen a lot. Um, <laughs> it happens frequently. And Aisha likes to point it out to me every single time, which will go through all the photos that we got. And then she'll like, look at you, look at, look at what you look like. <laughs> um, what I did notice with the pr- promos is that you guys are probably second or third show um made a point of making the promos represent who you are as people more and i think that came across really well with the crowd what was the feedback like so yeah like when we filmed that promo before spiders where asia said she'll break up with me if if we if we don't win the belts um that was very much like an intentional let's just like let's feed into more like ourselves and because we had done like one other promo maybe two and it was very just like, we're going to win and we're going to beat them. So it was very much, let's show what we're actually like. Let's have a bit of fun and try and get it across. And the reception was excellent. I like, it was really good having so many people message us and be like, 
that was really cool. That was a great promo. It was funny, which was obviously the whole idea of it. So it was really cool to me. Even fans and wrestlers alike being like, that was really cool. Um, you guys should stick to that and like that dynamic. Now, from it's that a- promo being released and the, the match actually uh, going ahead, um, what would have happened if the promoters had tapped you on the shoulder and said, plans change? <laughs> Did that... Was that a little bit nerve-wracking or it's just it's a wrestling stipulation? We don't have to uphold that. Um, I, I would have found some weird loophole, hopefully. <laughs> I hope Aisha doesn't live the gimmick, you know? Um, <laughs> she uses her shoot name. <laughs> exactly. You know, I was like, well, we won the first match. Like, <laughs> like I would... I had thought about it a little bit. I was like, this could be funny though. <laughs> you gotta turn it into a positive. Exactly. Like, this could be a this this could be funny though. But tell us about uh how teaming up with your partner has changed is has it changed the dynamic between the two of you at all outside of the ring? Has it enhanced the relationship? Is it uh, do you guys argue about what you want to do, all that sort of where, where does it sit between the two of you? We have to talk more specific wrestling stuff, which is interesting because Aisha and I have two very different ideas about wrestling. I'm very much the like, let's do a bunch of this. And Aisha's like, let's work a hold. Um, so there's a lot of the times where like in the first match, I hit a destroyer and she was very unimpressed. It was a destroyer for like a two count. And she was like, fine, whatever. That's okay. It's, it's interesting. Well, I think it, helps us because then throughout the whole however long we know for the how where the match is going to be we can bounce ideas off each other and usually because we have two different styles it's very two different sets of minds so we come through with a very like broad set of ideas and it's actually it's been good because sometimes we're going real just destroying kayfabe in the in the planning of things like (laughs) Aisha will be quiet and won't want to say anything in case someone's like, nah, that sucks. So I can be like, do, do you want to do this? And she'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can pitch the idea. So it, 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 I feel like it has helped us being able to like bounce off each other and then give it as like a cohesive idea um, more so than if I was by myself or with a random person. Take it for a bloke who's been married for 33 years of his life, mate. It's nice to have something to talk to your partner about. <laughs> That's not to one person either. I was about to say, that's not... <laughs> Concurrent. No, no. Well, no, it's concurrent, but not to the one person. Consecutive. You don't want concurrent. No. That's when you end up in real trouble. Uh, um, uh, but uh, so I think um, one thing that DMDU has done for you is it's opened up a few other doors. You're starting to find yourself getting booked in other places and wrestling people that you've, in some occasions, probably never met before. Um, How's that uh, next facet of your career going for you? It's it's what I wanted. It's exactly the whole reason why I started branching out is because all these, there's so many guys that like don't, PCW is very much its own kind of thing because we have our academy and we're so far away from everywhere else that there's these set guys that you're always going to work because that's, that's where they are. So going outside of PCW, I always wanted, I was like, I want to wrestle Richie Taylor, but like all these guys that I hadn't had the um, opportunity to wrestle yet and actually getting these opportunities to wrestle Aussie Open, like was something I would never have expected. Even going outside of like, oh, I want to work all these new people. It's been way better than my expectations. Yeah, like crazy. Walk us through Aussie Open match. Um, talk us through getting told that you're going to wrestle Aussie Open. And then the build-up to, to turning up on the night. So we got told, I want to say a few months out, like, hey, you guys have got Aussie open. Like, get ready. It's like, okay, okay, okay. Um, Asia and I are like, uh... <laughs> this is arguably the best tag team in the world outside of the promotion. Absolutely. And so it's like, okay. And I had watched their entire progress tag title run. So I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, and it was 
like it was like okay so we need to step up no like obviously and then at some point it got cancelled and then everything like, oh. gets cancelled yeah exactly right because <laughs> it is 2021 it got cancelled and it was back on and then it got cancelled and then I didn't hear anything and then at the secret show Jay comes up to me and goes it's getting announced tomorrow by the way and I go what's getting announced tomorrow he goes, Aussie Open, you guys are wrestling Aussie Open. And I go, huh? You guys told me it wasn't happening. And he goes, Cal, no one told him. Like, it was it was the whole thing of, like, <laughs> they forgot to tell me it was back on. And so I had to text Aisha being like, hey, the match is on. We're wrestling Aussie Open next month. And it was it was the mad rush of, oh, oh, it's back on. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh my God. Um, but yeah, like, the day of was very very stressful i was very stressed asia and i just going what the fuck what what's our lives can i swear <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, i thought so um <laughs> being like oh it was and then meeting them and they're such good dudes um and planning they're the big. match they're big dudes oh, they're massive and i'm short like it's very unfortunate and asia's shorter yeah exactly like there's no like one of us is tall and no, it's just, I'm slightly <laughs> bigger than her. Like, <laughs> so going into that match, such the good guys. And then we got moved from, we were in the first half of the card originally and we actually got moved to semi-main. And so me just pacing for about two hours in a circle as I'm like, oh my God, I'm, this is the biggest opportunity of my life. Okay. It'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um, and the we got out the curtain, and I was I was okay. And I just looked at Asia and went, "I think we need to breathe." And just it was from there. It was a blur. Um, and then I lost. <laughs> <laughs> but you so you're turning up. You're you're wrestling one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, you're relatively green in wrestling terms. What's it like putting the match together? Did you have the confidence to put your ideas forward and, and how generous are they? I would say I would I should have been more confident putting my things forward. I would I would very much I was very nervous to even pitch anything, which I shouldn't have been. Um they're super generous. They were like, they came to us immediately, like, all right, what do you guys want to do? How do you guys work? Um, and they was they had exactly they knew what they had, like what they wanted, and but they were super willing to give us our spots and let us have our moments. Um, yeah, Aisha and I probably should have been more forward actually at pitching spots and coming prepared because as soon as they got there, we crumbled. Um, we should have been better about that, honestly. Uh, That's a learning but, curve. Exactly. Like, um, but yeah, they're super giving and planning the thing. Once once we got on a flow, it was oh, it was you. I could just tell like. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, this is an entirely different level. Like, okay, this is this is different. This is this is what it's like. This is this is what I gotta this is what we're gonna be. Yeah, they're TV ready. Exactly. And like even JXT came up to me before the because he saw me just crumbling in a corner. <laughs> um he saw it and he's like, You have these these are the moments you have of like, oh they're on a whole nother level. And he's absolutely right. I was having this, like, even in the ring at one point, I was like, oh, this is, there's just a gap. And that you can tell, like, these guys are some of the best in the world. Absolutely. It was, yeah. But they were excellent. Um, hey, how, how about uh, after the match, when you come through the curtains, do you, you go asking uh, for advice or feedback from, you know, you guys are the tag team wrestlers. You got, you know, yeah. Like we said, arguably one of the best in the world. Mm. Definitely what the best that's not signed to a major company at the minute. Mm. Immediately it was like, hey, how was it? What do you think? Um, I went to Kyle specifically because a lot of my stuff I ended up on him. So I was like, hey, did everything feel good? How was this? How was that? Any feedback? Um, Davis was nice enough to actually message us later on the night with a big um, list of feedback and lots of stuff. Um, that we could work on, which super appreciative of that. You didn't have to. That's what um, you made. Exactly. I re we really appreciated it. Um, the first thing that happened when we came back was Davis going, I did not know you were li that light to Asia. <laughs> 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 I 
because he threw her doesn't away. Look heavy. Yeah, no, no, she doesn't look heavy. Mean. And then she's lighter than you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got thrown a fair bit. Oh, that was scary. Uh, <laughs> there's a good photo of me just looking like, oh my god, I'm kind of smiling because I'm like, oh, yeah, because that's your ride home. Yep. <laughs> She can't walk. We're getting the train. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to talk about PCW. I, I feel like um, that's something that you probably don't get asked about enough when you do these things, uh, which is a shame because it is your home and PCW are kicking some goals at the moment. Um, but you are in your second Destiny ladder match. Um Talk a little bit about that and what that means to be included in that match. So, unfortunately, it's been pushed. But that was the whole thing I was working for again. I was like, I want to be in that ladder match. I want to, like, that's that was the end goal for me again. It was like, I I know there's a lot of guys. And there's a lot of, like, there's a, there's a limited amount of spots, especially this year. But I want that Destiny ladder match. It's everything I want. So to be told, hey, we're going to put you in the match was... It mean it meant that oh they trust me in this because to be in that match again is to show like hey you succeeded in this last match we want you in there again especially with everyone else this is their first ladder match so to be that guy to be like hey here's how it's gonna work like here's what's gonna happen it was really validating in a way it was nice um, so yeah it, it it it's really what's the word I'm looking for gratifying maybe to me to be in that match again and to hopefully not break my tailbone this time. <laughs> it, it's a, it is a stacked group this year. Oh, it's yeah. It's, there's a lot of talent in this and I'm very excited to see what happens. Do you want to give a couple of the guys, these young guys that people won't have seen much of? Um, do you want to give us a rundown on, on, on who we need to be looking for when this goes up, when you get to so, have this match? Who have we got? We've got Barry O'Leary. Who's one of the, I'd say one of the best characters of PCW at the moment. He's excellent. He has a punchable um, face, doesn't he? Very punchable face. Um, bit of a drunk. Good man. <laughs> We've got George Kendo, former Slam champion, who is absolutely on the up right now. He's one of the best on Slam by far. And a lot of energy. Mm, absolutely. He's super fiery. And in the next couple of years, he's, he's going to be big. Same goes with Jarvis, who's the current Slam champion. He is ridiculously talented. It's insane. Every time I work with him, I'm like, you keep getting better and it's very concerning. And then who else have we got? We got Seth Tanner, one half of the Black Diamonds. This is his first like big singles thing. Um, and I'm and he's so good. I got the opportunity to wrestle him at the last Slam show. And I just, I haven't worked for him uh, for a few years. And I reminded me like, oh, He's really good. I'm. It's ridiculous the amount of talent this match. It's going to be insane. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jarvis. I must oh, say, so good. He, um, I think he's got all the tools. Absolutely, agreed. Hundred percent. What's the date of this Destiny ladder match for our listeners out there? I don't know if it's been announced. Hasn't been announced yet. yet. Oh, it hasn't been announced. <laughs> It's yeah. later in the year. I'll say that. It's later in the year. <laughs> Just make sure I can get in the doors, Murdoch. Yeah. Oh, got you covered. I'll I make go sure to, I'll save I want to go to a, a show where I'm not sitting next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save you a seat. I'll sit you next to JJ. Um, <laughs> well, I might need two seats then. <laughs> um, talk to us about the night. Uh, the night that you guys won the tag team titles. Um, once again, I want to know the build-up and then the, the emotions when that crowd pops probably better than you were even hoping. So that day was, again, another kind of a blur day because we had two matches. So we were trying to... We planned the first match during the day and we're like, oh, we don't want to, you know... We, I, I wanted to go hard and Asia was like, you've got a whole nother match to plan. And it's the main event, settle down. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that first match, I actually really enjoyed um, anti-deathmatch parties. I, as much as we all hate them, uh, they're quite good. Um, Hector Jones is 
very new but very surprisingly good um so that match was a lot of fun to plan and then coming back and going okay and before even before even the day joel messaged us like hey as a heads up you guys are the first non-deathmatch main event at dmdu and i was like oh yeah no pressure that's fine <laughs> no worries um he's like i told asia i was like we've we've got to make this good and so god we planned that match at like intermission we planned that during the show because and credit to jxt and fox they really they're good at what they do um and they suck um <laughs> look jxt is a good friend of ours so you should uh, be careful oh sorry he's great uh big ups <laughs> shout out to the white claws <laughs> i had no idea he was gonna do that that was actually it popped me good um but yeah um coming into that so nervous um Aisha and I were just stressed out of our minds because we knew the expectation and we were just hoping that we would get the reaction that we were hoping for. It, we, I like, yeah, we seem to be in a good place. I was pretty hopeful that, ah, this is going to work. And then to actually, at the end of the match, get that reaction was insane. Um, if you watch the footage back, Aisha's already crying before the pinfall. Um, and I, <laughs> I wasn't much farther after, further after. This is your um, first title. First title. This was my first title. So Jay, right before we went out, Jay's like, when's the last time you won a title? And I went, I haven't. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, yeah, to, it was honestly one of the best moments of my life. It was seriously incredible to just, and to just soak it in because it was the end of the show. And Jay was like, just keep going. The amount of rounds we did at that show, it was, oh, to come back and oh, it was incredible. And if you had a won a title before, we wouldn't have known about it anyway because you didn't know who you were. Exactly. <laughs> I was that meme. I was just the meme. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I knew him as Aisha's handbag. That's it. Gotta do something to get a lift. But you're a designer. Yeah, um, designer. Handbag. Yeah, thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> Tony only keeps saying you uh, you're you were a nobody because he, he only does research on Wikipedia so. <laughs> and cage match. Yeah, you don't have a cage. Uh, and he's not on either. Uh, I'll get onto it. I'll get onto it. I'll do it myself. Message Kevin. Message Kevin Chiat. Ah, oh, what are you doing, Kev? Get, get me off the page. Kev is the champion now. Sorry, Doctor Doctor Kevin. Doctor, Chiat be now. very careful. He has been busy. Can't update cage match. Going to get his doctorate. <laughs> More important things to do. I love Kevin. Good bloke. Good guy. Good guy. Um, so what what is next for for you on a personal level, and you as a tag team? Like, what's coming up? What are your ambitions for the next twelve months? Next 12 months. Besides oh. winning Destiny. Winning Destiny is absolutely a big thing. For the tag team, it's absolutely just defending those belts against anyone, anyone and everyone, really. Um, You're wrestling our guest from last week soon. Um, Lucille Brawl. Oh, yes. Lucille and Bobby we've got, as well as Corndog and Lily Blaze. Um, that's going to be interesting. A triple threat tag is something I'd never even thought about. It's going to be hard uh, to keep your title in that way. I reckon counter victory. Yeah, it's absolutely just defending and holding those belts and trying. What am I going for here? Words are hard. Um, trying to stay as on top of the division, really. Um, and developing until, as a tag. Until Asia turns on you. Until Asia breaks up with me. <laughs> or you get your own car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, alone, I'm a lone wolf now. Yeah, then you just because that would be a great heel turn for you. Just rolling up. I've got my I don't need you anymore. I've got a car. That's thinking, oh, that's awesome. Um is that the danger with taking bookings outside of PCW and DMDU is that you might not be able to get a lift? It's absolutely something I have to consider. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely something i have to think about um <laughs> it's it's fine i you can usually get places and it's not an issue just but, get your brother booked as a referee yeah 
Exactly. Big work. Matt, Matt's got a car. Always work. <laughs> <laughs> 18 is on his piece. I count. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, developing the tag team, um, really developing the tag team and finding our flow is something that we're really working on at the moment. And then for myself, just getting the experience I want with, with newer people, or not newer people, with other people that I haven't worked before. Guys like I mentioned, Richie Taylor, um, and more of like, who else? I got a giant list and I can't think of anyone. Jet Ruker is someone I really wanted to work. Um, and a lot of the other guys that I haven't actually got to work, even in just, I've worked some of them in tag or I've come across them in a battle royal, but someone like I really want to work singles and develop it's kind of the same as the tag team. I want to develop myself and actually build that skills because Aussie Open was a very good example of here is the level, work to this. So it's trying to reach that level. And I want to win a singles title in the next 12 months. I would love a singles title, whether that's at PCW or somewhere else. I would love a singles title. Can you be a successful singles wrestler and a successful doubles wrestler, a uh, tag doubles. team wrestler at the same time? um i'd like to hope so i i would uh, i would uh hope so um especially seeing as different promotions means different things yeah. i i'd say i i could i yeah so being in the ring you've been in the ring with some great people in the last 12 months including some of the best how much does that motivate you to work harder it's Again, another the same examples I've used before. Yeah, seeing having worked Aussie Open, and just like it's now at the point where every time we go into lockdown, I get really fidgety, and I'm like, I need to be doing something. I need to be like developing, or I'm not improving. I need to be doing something. So that's even like it's been hard with lockdowns, right? Like I can't, you can't get a training, or you can't work on this, so you have to find other ways to develop. But it's absolutely motivated me to really try and just refine what I'm doing and then work from there. Cause obviously I want a really good base of stuff that I can do so that I can develop on that and try and build myself overall really. Yeah. Because it's a, uh, a hot topic in the last probably five to six weeks uh, during uh, the random lockdowns and stuff like that. And the major lockdown, how was your wrestling figure collection gone during has it expanded it went so, from it went from zero to uh too many um so to one one's too many yeah one one <laughs> was too many it started with one i bought off mikey and then it just exploded oh mikey uh, mikey's a gateway drug mikey oh, was, he is. was absolutely oh. he, he he sold me a ringside exclusive hardy boys two pack and i went oh, oh no. no oh no <laughs> it's all downhill oh no and now i have at least 10-ish, 10, yeah. 10 to 15. Uh, they're rookie numbers. I know, numbers I know. He, I sold me a Hulk Hogan, he sold me a Hulk Hogan lunchbox. And... Oh, that's amazing. That I literally it's, went out of my it's... way today to look for figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, don't worry. I, I, when, the lock, when the shops opened, was it last Wednesday? Uh, I sent my wife to the shop at 9 o'clock after dropping the kids off. And with she photos. went. Yes. That's amazing. She's a lovely wife. She's a saint. Too good for you. And that was her birthday as well. No, it wasn't. Her. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, well, he'd her, forgotten. He'd her forgotten. Her birthday so was, was two like... days later. <laughs> oh, okay. That was enough. Yeah, that was her present, making me happy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Everyone has to have their outlets and stuff. Obviously, the frustrations of not being able to train and get the creative outlet like that. Like, I know you guys are big gamers as well. Mm. Um, you know, those are the things you just got to do outside of the wrestling bubble. Yeah. Um, I, I coach footy and I can tell you during lockdown, they could have trained, they just decided not to. I don't know if the wrestlers are the same, but definitely my football team are. Uh, June and July, yeah, the worst times for re- footy training. Don't worry. It's cold, it's wet, it's all. <laughs> no one wants to go. Finals look like in a distance. <laughs> yeah, and the footy teams we played for growing up, finals were probably done by the, by this time of year anyway. Um, I've seen you mentioned on Twitter that you absolutely love Limp Biscuit. Uh, did you catch their set from Lullaby? Surely too young for Limp Biscuit. 
I've, I've got, I mean, granted, yes, I am, because they were like popular before I was born. Um, hey, easy. For, for like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, They were the I biggest was, thing in the world for three years. Yeah, for reference, I was born in 2000. So they were big before I existed. Um, wow. <laughs> I've, I've gone back. Um, I haven't watched their Lola Palooza set. I recently watched for the first time, watched their Woodstock set, which was oh, ridiculous. Nice. That's, oh, that was so the worst day. That was a black eye for music that day. Yeah, not ideal. <laughs> Watching it back, good set. <laughs> but then I, I, then I did actually know about the whole Woodstock stuff, and I actually went back and had to research it to find out oh. about all that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Fred, Fred, Fred Durst now is just fully gone into the. He realizes oh. how old he is for that crowd, and he looks like he's dressed up for Bad Grandpa or like a Jackass or Punk skit. Yeah, um, it's awesome. so he's leaning into it. Mm, so I you prefer his red hat uh, to the Trumps. No, no, he's got like a white hair now. Yeah, he's um, got like full. He's got like a, a handlebar mustache. You would, all... if someone showed you a photo of him, you would not think it was him. You would not even guess. I said it to my mate, and he's like, "Who is this?" And I went, "That's Fred Durst." It's like, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, it's all it's all on YouTube. Go check it out. So you you went. You wouldn't even have been old enough. So probably eight years ago, they played at Festival Hall. And it was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I wish I Which sounds weird saying, because it was just an amazing I can't believe you still call them concerts. What do you you call them? It makes you sound like someone's dad. Oh, you sound like my dad. I I do have two kids. Um, Yeah, I know, but it makes you sound like your kids are your age. What do you call them, a gig? What do you call them if they're not concerts? Gigs, yeah, gigs. A gig, well, well. Concert, gig, music show. <laughs> concert just makes me think of like a symphony. The, the music event. Yes, <laughs> and Farmer. it was an event. It was an event. Uh. <laughs> hey, Murdoch, great to catch up with you, buddy. Really appreciate it. Uh, so far, 2021 has delivered in spades for you and Asia. Hopefully that continues, mate, for a long, long, long time to come. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a lot of fun. Go, go do your license test. All right, got it. <laughs> and I'm also glad I finally know who the hell you are. That's that's good. That's really validating. That's, what, that's my biggest me. achievement this year. <laughs> well, By far. Tony went to shows more often. He might know who more people are. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Tony, uh, go, start start a Wikipedia page for Murdoch and make his finishing move the flying foreskin. Just for myself. Well, it's hard to get a Wikipedia page. They take them down now if you're not famous enough. Uh, I'd say it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. <laughs> all right, mate. All the best. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, guys. Murdoch joining us here on the Turnbuckle. of the show the music of the fiend we'll talk about bray wyatt very shortly before we do though boys and before we talk about our fantastic partner in the australian wrestling network from a a shy young kid and when we first spoke to him he's really taken the bulls by the horns murdoch let me just start that again he's really taken the bull by the horns has Murdoch, and he is—he's uh, jumping in leaps and bounds. Look, he's a—he's a really good kid. Um, first time I met him was um, a couple of years ago at a—is that one of the girl shows where Aisha was making her MCW debut? And um, I'm having a chat to him in the crowd, and he's just a good kid, good head on his shoulders. Um, and everything I hear from people behind the scenes is he just really wants to learn, asks the right questions. Um, so it's great to see him having some success. Yeah. And I did the introduction you gave him 
to the interview, Tony. I'm willing to bet that he <laughs> hands that to the uh, wrestling announcers next show he's at to put that in to the uh, his entrance. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Good introduction. Um, we didn't know who you were a year ago. It's... <laughs> um, I, I feel that meme will always be chasing him literally um, it'll always pop up every couple of months so. yeah. but no like you said he's a good kid uh, a lot of fun to talk to and the the that Destiny Ladder match that he's in again um, it's a big deal not many guys get to do it the second time um, he probably underplayed it a little bit even though you could tell that he's pretty touched to be in it and I've said it plenty of times. It's a much must-see show. So um, everyone who can get to that show should get to it. It'll be a hot ticket when they do announce it. That's for sure. Well, we played the music of The Fiend, and that is because... Uh, well, you, said we're, you said you said we're going to talk about the Australian Wrestling Network. Oh, didn't we? haven't we done that? Did I miss that? No, you missed it. Talk about them. Because the Australian Wrestling Network is one of the best Australian wrestling networks in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well it is the best Australian wrestling network in the world and um, they put a whole heap of the old PW, um, PWA Queensland stuff up Ooh. and there's some shows on, that have gone up that have got some of the best indie wrestlers in the world like Chris Hero and, um, and I know that uh, even Adam Bruiser the, uh, the owner of um, Underworld Wrestling has got a few matches on there so definitely worth going on and checking out that PWA Queensland stuff. All right, looking forward to that. Let's talk about Wyndham Rotunda and his release. That's a bit of a shock. WWE, a massive shock. I think, yeah, it's not just wrestling fans being shocked. All these co workers coming out straight away on Twitter and, you know, the, yeah, it's. I don't think, I think it was the, a good look. I, you know, I think the networks giving the networks giving WWE all their money were a little bit shocked and upset as well. Wow, well, yeah, I don't know. With the uh, the rumors of Punk and Brian Danielson signing elsewhere, you think you'd be trying to keep guys like uh, Bray Wyatt? Obviously, a phenomenal merchandise seller. He's got a wrestling figure in every every line that comes out because he, you know, his character is so toyetic. His t-shirts sell well. I think he's been in the top five of the company for the last three or four years. So I don't, I don't see this. I don't. What did he? It was a John Laurinaitis budget cut call, and um, I, I don't know. I feel there's more. There's more to this than just budgetary reasons. When such a high I, merchandise seller, but I can't think of what else it could be because. He was the writers had something for him. He was due to come back. Um, Creative guy. They hadn't finished what the story they were probably telling with um, Alexa. So it's a strange one. And um, as you said, like he's very popular backstage. Uh, and I think this has had a real hit on the morale because if Bray Wyatt can be sacked after Braun Strowman's been sacked, um, anybody like nobody's except for probably Romans and Becky are off limits. Yeah, probably Seth to a lesser extent. But I just, it's such a weird one. Like, if you read the messages, the outpouring support from all these co-workers and people that aren't even in WWE that have worked with him before. Like, yeah, morale must be really low uh, there at the minute. Love backstage by production staff as well. The unfortunate, really... thing, the unfortunate thing about it is, is that, and you mentioned it, Lyle, that he brings in a lot of money via merchandise, whether it be T-shirt sales, figurines, whatever it might be. He would bring in so much more money than what they're paying him. But yeah. fortunate for WWE is that whether he's on the books or not, they still sell his merchandise. And he still gets a cut. Yeah. He's oh, no, of, of course. I. Um, yeah. So whether, you know, I know at the, the way WWE is set up at you know, especially the last few years, the brand is the selling point. Like, I don't feel anyone on the current roster that's full-time member is a needle mover. Like, even if Brian Danielson re-signed with WWE, what's he going to do? Spike a rating or two for Raw? And then it's just, he's just another guy on the card yeah. within three or four weeks. Um, you know, John Cena got that big reaction. He inflated some numbers. But if he stayed around, for three months, 
those numbers would drop again. Um, so may, maybe it is just a money thing. They're going to make the money whether he's there or not. You know, the TV money is still great. They're probably getting overpaid for what they're delivering at the minute. And, you know, with this... Uh... Not probably. They're definitely getting overpaid for what they're delivering. <laughs> yeah. Um... There's Nick, Nick Khan that's come in and he's just trimming all those giant contracts that a lot of people would have re-upped uh, when Vince and the team would have been nervous about AEW starting and signing guys away and then realising they're actually not in competition with AEW. They're, uh, they're going to be soon. The, um, the rate, I've I, never I, been sure about it. I, I, I have no doubt by the end of the year, AEW will be pushing the same amount of numbers. It'll be beating, in, it'll be beating Raw yeah, within but, two you know, years. Say, obviously, WWE ratings-wise or as a wrestling TV show, miles behind some other wrestling shows. But as a company, they're in a different stratosphere. No one's catching that, um, you know, that company yeah, the way they are. Um, so whether that's how they're seeing their their business now, it's just a content machine. Um, and unfortunately, I've seen some big studios go broke because they're producing shit content, and they're not going to keep getting the money that they're getting if they're not providing bang for the buck and so well, yeah sure then they're, they're fine for the next four years but where's the incentive for usa to renew rule at the moment there isn't if it's not the number one wrestling show on tv or number two uh, why do usa want it they probably won't yeah, yeah. well aew are tracking the right way what's what's it going to come What's well, the said, wrestling landscape going to look like in the four years when it's time to re-up and exactly. USA are going, no, we're the, we're the big network here. We want the best wrestling or the biggest ratings on our program. Uh, um, well, there's also the case of I heard to the investors, apparently Vince said he's happy to give AEW some more. So, yeah. Well, that's, what, what, that's what I mean where their business... That's how AEW isn't, they're not competing against them anymore. They're competing against streaming services and, and things like that. Maybe they're going, going to go eventually into a peacock or get bought out. You know, I know the rumors of them trying to trim a lot of those big contracts is to make the revenue seem higher and stuff like that for a sale. Um, you know, yeah. What does that mean? If they go just straight streaming service in four years' time, how do you create new wrestling fans? Um, yeah, it's a strange one. A lot to contemplate. Rumours about Adam Cole as well, and his contract may be terminated soon. No, that's not the rumour. The rumour is that it's not a rumour. He doesn't even have a contract. He yeah, doesn't have a contract. Working, he's, working without, he's working as a favour to them without a contract. Handshake deal because there was an oversight in the office or something to let, you know. And they've invested so much TV time on NXT. I don't know what we said, you know, is he going to be a massive difference maker to NXT and WWE as a whole? Probably not. But he could make a well, difference he's not to be another he's wrestling leave. company. Of course. Of he's course. definitely he's leaving um, yeah. because otherwise he would have re-signed and he hasn't. Um, and that's going to be they're, they're basically their last three years have been built around Adam Cole. Yeah, and the undisputed era. Like I know, they're feuding at the minute, and you know they've had so many uh, different kinds of matches against each other. But he connects with an audience, a live crowd. Now that they're coming back, he connects with a live crowd. Um, you know, I'm assuming he'll show up on AEW. His wife oh. works there, and she's the rumor goals. is he's signed with a company that that isn't even that's a, another company that's not even one of those. The, uh, not even AEW. Another, another billionaire. I don't know. Well, that's a rumor. Okay. So take it, take it what it's worth. But um... yeah, but even still, like with the way a lot of every other wrestling company is sort of working together, um, you know, guys are coming in and out. It's a it's good time to be a wrestling fan. Probably not a good time to be a contracted worker in WWE, especially of the unknown. Um, like what well, like well, she said, if Bray Wyatt can be uh, let go. While he's coming back from uh, injury or time away, 
Um, yeah, anyone can. Well, the rumor is that that's what cost Canyon Seaman his job is when they found out that Adam Cole didn't have a contract. Yeah, well, that's a massive oversight. You know, JR did that back in the day with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was working without a you know, and he yeah, was in the title, title didn't want to lose it to China, got 250 300,000. So, yeah, yeah, um, good time to be a wrestler in AEW though, because they're trying a whole lot of different things, they're even doing death matches, pizza cutters, the works. Yeah, well, if you're having Nick uh, Gage in your main event, uh, against the pain maker Chris Jericho. Yeah, the pizza cutter was always going to come out. Um, very, very good coincidence, happy coincidence for maybe not Domino's, but um, doing the pizza cutter spot in pitcher and pitcher while they're gone to break and a Domino's ad running beside it while Nick Gage is running the pizza cutter across Chris Jericho's face. It's such a great, amazing screenshot. Don't know what Domino's is so upset about. Uh, Jericho's forehead probably looked more appetizing than one well, that, of their pizzas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think they were like the f- people watching couldn't tell which one was the pizza and which one was the forehead. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what they'll worry about. I'll tell about. you what's just as cooked as a Domino's pizza is Jericho's wife's Twitter account. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> less said about that, the better. Uh, um, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, um, but Hoovy's back next, next uh, show. The Juice. The juice is loose. Uh, yeah. Jericho's wife won't be happy that he's got a mask on. Or he's in the country. <laughs> those, uh, you know, those Mexicans stealing these American jobs. There should be an oh. American in the main event against Chris Jericho next week, she thinks. Uh, I still remember I still remember Hoovy getting arrested on a WCW tour of Australia. Yeah. It's, uh, Good times. I, I did see it on Twitter somewhere. I haven't fact-checked it against a cage match or anything, but the last time Hoovy lost via pinfall was to uh, Mitch Waterman. previous guest, Mitch Waterman. <laughs> so he protects those ca- three counts, that's for sure. So. I can check cage match if you like. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. Spell Hooventoon. EWG returned for their show post-COVID. Yeah, the mystery vortex. Very clever, not announcing any um, matches. I tell you, though, one thing we knew was never coming through that vortex was a woman. They don't uh, like wow. women's wrestling at PWG or women in the crowd, like from what I see. Well, smattering, very small um, congregation of women in the crowd. But uh, <laughs> yeah, probably none. Um, maybe a nurse backstage. That's it. Maybe a ticket. No, they they uh, demand merch. a male nurse. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, some cool surprises. Uh, very Ring of Honor heavy. Um, there's only a couple of guys from AEW on there. Orange Cassidy and Evil Uno. Tommy End, the former Alistair no, Black. Not, isn't it Malachi Black? Ma- Malachi Black. Now, Tommy, Tommy End, uh, it might be just his AEW name, maybe. I don't know. He maybe the three faces of Tommy End. That's a wrestling figure. That's the message that to Tony Khan. The other uh, person we should have mentioned has been released by WWE, and it's on his own asking. Is Ric Flair? Yes. That's it. That's in. It's very very ballsy by the man to ask oh. for a release of it to a guy that you owe hundreds of thousands of dollars to. I think he owes over a million dollars to Vince from bailing oh, him out sure. time after it, time. Every time he's gotten married, Vince must shudder. They're like, what is this going to cost me <laughs> in divorce fees later on? And alimony. I think, um, you know, he's paying more for alimony than he's ever paid the IRS, the old Ric Flair. Um, interesting. What is he seeing? All these uh, old running buddies having a time of their life on a Wednesday night on uh, Dynamite. Oh. <laughs> he wants to join them and his uh, son-in-law, maybe. How long till he turns on Sting? Oh, 100%. <laughs> they're going to go straight away. Straight away. Um, I look forward to him coming down the ramp on a skateboard with Darby and then turning on Sting. <laughs> um, hopefully someone's holding him. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's on his second and third hips. Uh yeah, I, I, his fourth I, heart by now. 
seventh marriage probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's he's been doing ads for WWE. I'm sure they they've been paying him well. Um, but if he thinks he can earn more money outside of WWE to Good pay luck to man back, maybe it's a smart business move by Vince granting that release. Yeah, exactly. If Tony Khan's going to overpay you, at least I might get to see some of my money. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PWA Coliseum, boys, has been postponed, which is a real shame. Yeah, so Understandable, it got postponed though. obviously last year and now it's been postponed again uh, till further notice. So uh, if you're a ticket holder for the show, you, you can get your money back on request. Otherwise, you can just wait for the new show dates and your tickets will be honoured there. So um, obviously sad for the people who've been announced for that show because it was a stacked tournament. Um, but we'll wait and see what happens with that Sydney lockdown. Obviously, that's front and centre for everybody's minds up north at the moment. Yeah, they're talking at least another two months. I heard some epidemiologists talking about before so crazy numbers keep your mask on people stick yeah. together message your mates stop going uh, to the beach well yeah get a jab hey, misread the lockdown like it's just a lockdown except everywhere but the beach the beach is okay um vitamin d kills covid or something is that what the sydney siders think um well, it's more palatable than drinking bleach well allegedly we don't know we're not doctors here yeah, we're not, we're no Kevin Chiats. Um, did you, uh, did you guys see on Twitter this week some posts by DMDU and some, uh, was it Callum Butcher and someone wrestling? That looked like a, a game not. of Kaplunk in the middle of the ring. Folks had these skewers hanging out of their heads. Uh, it's, um, uh, yeah, it That's makes me squeamish seeing that, uh, those spots there, Tony. Well, um, I mean, Obviously, a lot of deathmatch wrestling looks like a plunk. Some of it looks like Operation. And some <laughs> of it looks like Hungry, Hungry Hippos. There's there's a title for one of their next shows. The Games We Played. Um, yeah. Did you see that the new um, Oz Rest, Wrestling magazines come out, coming out, Tony? Is that the one where we are featured? They've got some great interviews lined up for that show. The aforementioned Callan Butcher is one. Yeah. Damien Slater. Um, our good friend from Sydney, new photography, Sarah's uh, featured, and us. Us, yay. Um, I've got to say, Lyle, they made you look like a bit of a dork in the article. That's totally, they hit me a nail on the head. <laughs> I have never... 100% got me right. I know sometimes quotes get misquoted and, you know, journalists <laughs> make people look like uh, they, their subjects in a bad light. Nailed me 100%. i tell you what, though, Tony, I did read the article. I'm just surprised uh, yourself and I got a mention. Normally, we, no, we don't get a mention when things like this pop up. So Yeah, I was upset about that as well. Lyle. Yeah, I could imagine. I'm glad he didn't have that creative license clause into this article. Um, Upcoming events around Australia, not too much. PCW, <laughs> though, have got Ignition featuring JJ Ferno defending his Ignition title against Wake Saturday, June 26th. That might have been two months ago. Oh, I didn't change the date. It's this Saturday, though. It's this Saturday. This Saturday. Okay. Um, I tell you, that prick Jeff from WrestleBrainia is trying to trade off our name. What's he doing? Well, in his announcement, for his talent for his WrestleBrainia show, um, for the DMDU weekend. Yeah. Like, we're not announced, but we're still named as, like, they've requested not to go against us. Of course, of course, um, Atlas and Darcy Moss don't want to go against us. We're champions. Yeah. So you, not promoting us, but using us in their advertisement. Yeah. And- no, yeah. okay. Disgusting. Did he mention me at all? Because he told me I'm booked for the show. I'm not just setting chairs up or something, am I? <laughs> I don't know. You all I mentioned, Jeff. all I mentioned was on the turnbuckle and not booked. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. Decent assist, mate. Yeah. We don't You're using mate very loosely. Extremely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, champ. <laughs> champ. Uh, we're done. Yeah, we've been done for a while, Tony. Hope you have a great birthday tomorrow, Welshie. Yesterday. Or yesterday, yesterday. <laughs> or whatever day it is. I hope everyone in the office gets you a cake. Yeah, like um, that. I've, I've already worked safe. out. I'll be escaping the. I, I'm not not going to eat lunch, so I can leave the office early. That's the plan. Clever. Does anyone at work actually know it's your birthday? This is like a HR. I did the memo use around. my birthday to try and get out of having to go to the office, and it didn't Maybe work. that's why they're getting you in. It's a secret birthday party. I'm oh, hoping okay. say, I'm hoping I'm getting the sack. Oh, they've called you in the office to give you the ass. They didn't tell me to bring my stuff though, so I'm a bit. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us as well here on the Turnbuckle. We'll catch you again next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>